Welcome to episode 540 of Salcedo Paranormal. And tonight I'm sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen to the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing these shows and putting them up on the station, along with the music that you hear at the beginning and end of every episode there. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. You can also uh, find some books I've written, paranormal fiction and nonfiction, over on Amazon. Or you can sign up to the Patreon page, where I put out one extra episode per month of uh, True Paranormal Stories on the Web. And that is available to all membership tier levels there. Or you can just make one-time donations through PayPal. Uh, help is never expected, but always appreciated, as there are expenses in making these shows. From equipment, to research materials, to uh, travel expenses in some cases. So I think that takes care of all that. Uh, thank you all for being here again. And um, I think uh, with that, I can get right to the stories here. And again, this is... Um, this the Last week and this week are kind of light on shows, but planning on changing that as of next week. So um really excited about that. Uh, recording three shows per night every Friday and Saturday, starting, uh, starting next weekend, which will be the first weekend in uh, March. So as I'm talking here. So um, getting to the stories. So let me see. Find my spot again because I lost it. There we go. So this one says, I think I had an encounter with a skinwalker in the northern Midwest region of the U.S. Now, just a quick note on that. I've heard that um, there are people that use that term to mean different things. So at this point, just keep in mind that there are different... um, It depends on who you ask as to what a skinwalker actually is. So... Uh, I've even heard it used more to describe cryptids, but then I've also heard that's not really what it is either. I may need to do a show on that at some point, but not right now, obviously. Uh, getting back to the story here. It says, this happened when I was around the age of five or six. I was at a family gathering in a rural, densely forested area. I was sitting on the porch when I noticed something in the woods about 30 to 40 feet away. 
The creature hid behind a tree upon being noticed. At first I thought it was a bear, but the size and behavior didn't match. Later I realized it couldn't have been a bear due to the tree, uh, the tree size. The creature's size and behavior made it impossible to be human. I started researching folklore and realized that my encounter matched descriptions of skinwalkers. The area was inhabited by native people, which is where the term came from. Also, maybe this is something that is more aligned with that. Um, the forest was unusually quiet during the encounter. I still visit the area with family, but I wonder if this uh, entity is still tracking me. So I know they don't really give a lot to describe what they saw there, but it sounds like some kind of creature, animal-looking somewhat. Um, and But if it was behind the tree, then they probably wouldn't have seen very much of it. Uh, also, the even without any, let's say it was some kind of a natural animal, they do mention the um, the the way that the I believe that the area was quiet. There wasn't much sound um, around going on at the time. So let's see here. Um, just going back here and uh, trying to find where I, where I, where it says that, but. Um, but yeah, oh, so, so yeah, no, I, I think that's basically it for that one. There's not much there. Oh, so it says it was unusually quiet during this encounter. Almost like all the animals in the area sort of were sensing, um, some kind of predator maybe, or again, that possibility of, not that they mentioned it there and it may not have happened, or at least it may not have been much of a difference, but, um, some kind of a, a shift in or change in time the way time was passing um i don't know but it's still odd that, that they couldn't figure out what it was and and then you had that strange silence or quiet that happened around the same time so i wonder if um some experiences are people sort of slipping e either and this, this is due to the last episode I just recorded that because I just recorded it just just a um, few minutes ago, which finished with that. And there was a different story in there about an encounter that people had with um, something, and they couldn't see what what it was either that they were hearing. And it was a, a um, two people, and their encounter was a lot more extreme in that the whole world looked different to them in the area. But I wonder if. Um, People, if there can be sort of, I don't know, di different levels of reality touching or people sort of phasing through one area into another, level into another, and there's different, um, I don't know, different levels of, or different amounts of that, where if you, if you um, are only barely sort of connecting with that other level, then there's not much of a difference. You don't. There's none of the, the crazy sounds or, or the sky doesn't change color like it did in that one, the one in the, the last show. Um, so, and so it's more of just like a minor, minor encounter, if you can 
put it that way, uh, or a, a minor change in the environment. But then the the that was the last story from the last show I recorded, that was more of, of a major sort of uh, um, exchange of energy or a journey into another level of reality. Who knows? But I'm wondering if there can be degrees, in other words, of these encounters of how much changes and how what happens um, due to, I mean, any number of factors there. I'm just wondering if, if that's a possibility because it some, sounds almost like, and I'm, I've, I'm thinking about this now with other encounters I've heard about, where there are somewhere it's just someone sees something for just a minute and then it's gone. And there are others where they, they barely see anything at all but they hear something. In other words, it seems like there can be levels to these encounters as far as how strange they get. And I wonder if that's sort of determined by the, the people that are having the experience and or the just different conditions in the environment, if that can, that can sort of lead to more or less intense experiences that people have in these situations. So... Um, just a thought. I have no idea, but uh, that's what comes to mind again. Just because of just finishing recording that last episode um, and that last story in that one. So, um, as usual, I don't know. But going on to the next uh, story here. Uh, let me see here. Okay, uh, I lost it again. There we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. This one says, this happened in northern Michigan, which is kind of funny because I live in Michigan. And I'm, in, I'm in, uh, from Michigan. Uh, but it says northern Michigan, so that's a di different area than what I'm in. Uh, at our house, which is surrounded by woods, with the nearest neighbors being half a mile away on each side. It happened around 3 in the morning. There's that time that happens in a lot of stories of encounters. Uh, I was in the kitchen going to get something to eat when I heard a knock on the front door. I thought it was my father as he works odd hours, and I thought he was supposed to be home at any moment. Instead, when I opened the door, I saw a middle-aged woman with dark hair. The woman apologized frantically, and I panicked. I shouted and slammed the door shut. My sister, who had been asleep on the couch, woke up in time to see the encounter. It left her speechless, unable to respond when I talked to her. I tried to calm down and open the door again. The woman was gone. She had vanished without a trace. I then found out from my sister that my father was home and in bed. So I woke him up to tell him what had happened. We searched the property and surrounding areas, but didn't find any sign of the woman or of any vehicle activity either. The woman's sudden disappearance made me wonder if she had even been real, except my sister had seen her as well. I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I still can't explain 
what happened. So that's the end of that one there. Um, that's that's always odd when you have these encounters with people that don't seem to fit, or they disappear like that. Uh, it sounds like the writer there and their family knew the area well. So I, I kind of figure um, you have to take it at them at their word, or at least it's not a terrible idea to sort of consider that they know what they're talking about when they say that there's no way anyone could have gotten away without being seen that quickly. And then also no evidence of anyone being there as far as tracks on the ground or any kind of vehicle activity, like they said. Um, I'm glad that the there was two people that saw this figure before they vanished. I wonder if there was some sense that the um, the, the the writer, the person that wrote the account there, got right at the beginning, which is what made them close the door, or if it was just being startled to see some adult that they didn't know. Sometimes I wonder about that in these encounters, when if there's not some sense that people don't even realize at first that something is um something is off and they don't even consciously realize it until sort of midway through the encounter um maybe that's why she um they they it doesn't really say she that's why they they shouted out like that so but um but yeah so i don't know but that's not. Uh, there are a lot of accounts of of figures sort of coming to the door of a, of a of a place and knocking, and then just vanishing as soon as you look away or you close the door and open it again. That's um, that's a. Uh, uh, I've heard a lot of accounts of that, and the way that these figures vanish sometimes, again, is it because they're a spirit, and they sort of used up all their energy to appear at that one time. I think that's a possibility. There's also always the possibility of some kind of a overlap in time that lasted just long enough for the person to knock on the door. Um, I still, and that, to me, that's an amazing concept because I, I think I had that happen one time um, with um, with the the laundry room, the clubhouse that um, where I go and do my laundry, and because. I was in there and I heard uh, someone walking up the ramp outside the door to, to uh, that led to the door. And it sounded like they were pulling a, a cart of some kind, a laundry cart of some kind. And I heard a woman's voice say hello. And then it sounded like something either bumped into the door or I don't know. It sounded like something bumped into the door, but the door shook. And, um, and then it was totally silent. No sound of of anyone like staggering back or sort of trying to open the door again after. Nothing. There was no sound. I listened. And then I quickly went and opened the door. And of course, similar to this account, the story here, nothing. No one there. And there was, I didn't wait long. I mean, a few, a few seconds. And um, the the doorway is not secluded at all to this laundry room. It's wide open. So even though I'm legally blind, I would have I would have seen someone that was there, especially with a cart of any kind, trying to pull that along. Um, so 
I do think that some of these things that are labeled, I mean, I guess they still are technically paranormal because they're, they're not common. Um, I do think that that weird distortions or anomalies with time can't explain a lot of these things. It uh, doesn't mean that I know that's what it is for a fact, just a possible explanation for these things. So, um, so yeah, I wonder if that was what happened with that experience there. So, but anyway, moving on to one last one here we have for the show. It's a short one, so we'll see how, um, how it goes. Uh, this one says, my grandpa's twin brother passed away two years ago. My family and I were always close with him. His death was expected due to ongoing health issues. Recently, my mom told me that she had a strange dream. In it, she heard a knock on the door while alone at home. When she opened the door, she saw her uncle looking happy and younger than he had been when he passed. He carried a basket of fruit and said he was just visiting and gave the basket to her. My mom, being religious, interpreted the dream as a sign from heaven. She suggested that her uncle was in a happier, safer place. Even though I don't know what to think about ghosts, I find the idea comforting. And that's where that one ends. Um, yeah, the visitations, I do believe they happen. Um, I'll leave the, the, uh, the sort of the religious angle to anyone who is sort of interested in that, interested in that, um, to each their own, as long as they're not harming anyone. So, but again, I've had experiences with visitations uh, before. And I guess since we have, we still have about five, six minutes, I can, I can go into that a little bit. Um, because I have had a few. And um, probably the most, I don't know, the most vivid and the most detailed one was with my grandma that had passed away several years ago now. Um, not long after it happened, I had this dream of being in the house uh, where they, where my grandparents used to live, and my my um, older sister and her, her husband and their family lived for a while. But um, in this dream, all of the my grandparents' furniture was still there, but all their belongings, all their odds and ends, all of that was not there. So it was it was just the furniture, just the uh, just that, nothing else, nothing on the tables or anything like that, except for my grandma's. Um, cell phone that she got uh, some years before she passed and um, so it was sitting on the ta on this dining room not dining room um, living room coffee table and uh, I was sitting on the couch and it started to make a sound like it was ringing and um, I picked up the phone off of the table but the screen never lit up but the ringing stopped so I just somehow knew my guess or just didn't think about it or was part of the mechanics of the, of the of the of the whole event i put the phone next to my ear and i heard my um my dad who is very much alive uh say basically we're, we're almost there we'll be there like in, in a minute basically and i said okay 
And then the phone went quiet, and I put it back on the table. And again, never lit up, never showed a screen to answer or end the phone call. Um, but um, so I put it down on the table, and a moment later, the front door opened, and my family, who is again, everyone. And I got the sense that they were they were just images of them. It was not really there was no sense of a presence from any of them there until my grandma walked in to the house. And I think I just recently shared the story, so I apologize for anyone that has heard this a million times. But um, and so she walked in, but she did not have a, a cane or a walker as she had used in the last um, however many years uh, before she had passed. And she was able to walk in without any difficulty. And so we all went into the dining room, and several people went into the kitchen, uh, almost like they were getting ready to prepare food for a gathering. Um, and the rest of us sort of either sat or stood in the dining room, and my grandma sat in her favorite chair, and was just looking around and smiling. And uh, every so often she would look at me and, and she'd be smiling. And, and I could tell, again, this is something that you, I don't, it's impossible to, to, to prove to anyone. But I got a sense of a presence from her. I could tell it was her. She was there. Everyone else was just images and sounds. And um, uh, she was happy and she was fine. And I could, I could feel that. And so that's probably the most vivid one. Um, I've had others where I've, I've met my my um, my grand my both of my grandfathers and different different ones before, and those were amazing. Um, but they were shorter, and I don't remember them as well now. I don't feel like they were quite as detailed. Um, so, but so I, I do believe that the visitation thing is is, is something that can happen, and. Um, how it works, I don't know, but yeah, so that's that was a neat uh, neat one to end on there. And uh, so yeah, just a quick note, like I said, um, I'm going to try at least for the next couple of weeks to do uh, more shows. I think I've got the research schedule all figured out to where it should work. Also, please everyone, um, check out all the links in every episode for all the friends of the show that have been on before. Um, because they they all do great work and uh, really appreciate that and and go back and listen to the um, all the previous shows. There's over 500 shows now. Uh, this is episode 540, and um, I mean not the very earliest ones, but anytime I have guests on, I de I highly recommend those because the it's always um, a lot of fun when I'm able to have people on the show with me to to talk about any subjects or their experiences or um, any of those episodes, it seems like they always do well in the ratings and, and I think it's just because it's, it's, it's a conversation and, um, and it's a lot of people, I mean, practically everyone, not everyone technically, but a lot of the people that you hear on those shows, uh, I met through, um, being part of, uh, Trouble Minds and, uh, and, and, or at least got to be. Uh, become better friends with some of them if I already knew them before. So, um, but yeah, I think that covers everything. 
Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.